in addition to what um, Dean said about the work outside, uh, it pains us and it pains uh, the elders to uh, postpone any meeting. But this is something we need to do, and it adds security to the church, and it helps a lot uh, in um, getting some people to watch the security while we are having the meeting. It's all for the benefits of each and every one of us. Uh, this week, as Dean said, we will not have meetings because there are many halls that are open. But we will, as soon as they close them, hopefully by the end of this week, we hope to work out, work out something because this might take now two to three weeks. So we don't plan to not to have meetings during the week. So we are going to work out something with those, uh, the construction company and those who are putting the fence so we can have access to the meetings during the week, effective next week, if we can. See, I'm, I'm optimistic, and uh, I always try to do that. So if we can, we would like to be here during the week. We have choirs, we have choir practice, we have children, and so on and so forth. But as long next week, yes, there are some halls, and at night you might not see them, and we don't want any of the children to be outside and fall in the hall. In the hall. So this is why I'd like to share this with you so you know what's going on. And thank you for that. As for Brother Rajiv, may the Lord bless him, and uh, hopefully this time he couldn't be with us more than once. But hopefully next time he comes, we'll see him more. May God bless you. Very good morning to <clears throat> each and every one of you. And uh, I'm going to bring you the message from the Word of God, the Bible. And uh, I'd like to speak to you from the life of King Josiah today. And we are going to read a portion from 2 Chronicles chapter 34. 2 Chronicles and uh, chapter 34. And I'll ask uh, Dean uh, to read for us, please. Second Chronicles chapter 34, verse, beginning at verse 1 in the King James Version. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem 130 years. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the ways of David his father, and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and the groves and the carved images and the molten images. And they break down the altars of Balaam in his presence and the images that were on high above them, he cut down and the groves and the carved images and the molten images, he break in pieces and made dust of them and showed it upon the graves of them that had sacrificed unto them. And he burnt the bones of the priests upon the altars and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. And so he did in the cities of Manasseh and Ephraim, Simeon, even unto Naphtali, 
with their mattocks round about. And when he had broken down the altars and the groves and had beaten the graven images into powder and cut down all the idols throughout all the land of Jerusalem, of Israel, I'm sorry, he returned to Jerusalem. Now in the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Ashaliah, of Miasa, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Jehoaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. May God bless the reading of his word. Josiah was the last good king of Judah, the Bible tells us, and that he was the very best, uh, Scripture tells us. In fact, in 2 Kings 23 and verse 25, it tells us this, And like unto him, there was no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to the law of Moses. He was the very best. And there is no doubt that Josiah probably had read scripture like Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, and he had acted on it. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And so Josiah believed on it, and he acted on it in his life. Now, the fact that he was such a good king was amazing when you consider the background that he comes from. His father uh, was known as Ammon, and the Bible tells us about his father that he trespassed more and more. That means he sinned more and more. So, Josiah came out from a background that was a very poor background. And yet he became one of the greatest kings who lived for God. How did this happen? You see, humanly speaking, we couldn't expect too much from him because of his background. But it just goes to prove what God can do with someone who is prepared to obey his will. Even though circumstances may be unfavorable for you. Maybe you don't come from a good background. Maybe your family uh, is not with God, your siblings, your parents, and so on. It doesn't stop you becoming somebody great for God. Remember this, uh, that it's not where a person comes from that matters to God. It's where a person is going to in life that matters to God. It's not where you come from, what your background is, what the history of your people is. No, it's where you're going to. That's what God is bothered with. And every one of us has a chance to be something special for God. Now, in uh, the portion that we read, chapter 34 of 2 Chronicles, verse 1, we see that Josiah came to the throne at the tender age of eight. This is what is known as a boy king. We are not told who influenced his early years, but it was certainly someone with a very wholesome influence. It wasn't his father. Perhaps it could have been his grandfather, but Josiah was six years old when his grandfather died. Uh, But maybe... It could have been his mother. Now, we are not told anything in Scripture, but uh, 
mothers play a very important role in the lives of their children. John Wesley, he said this, I owe any usefulness I have in the service of God to the prayers and discipline of my mother. So perhaps Josiah had a good mother who influenced him from a young age. That's why he wanted to follow God from a young age. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 tells us this. From a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Mothers who are here today, you have a very important job in preparing your children for the future. A future in the Lord. And those who have prepared their children, well, uh, well, their children have gone on to be great men and women for God. Now, that was at the age of eight that he became king. But at the age of 16, this is what happened to Josiah. That was in the eighth year of his reign in verse 3. While he was yet king, verse 3 tells us that he began to seek after the God of David, his father. So the boy king now was a teenage king. And here was a teenager who wanted God in his life. Now, the habits and characteristics that we normally have in our lives are usually formed in us while we are teenagers. And Josiah's later life showed what value it is that from a young age to make sure that we have God in our life. Now, teenage years are very crucial years in everyone's lives. There is examinations. There is decisions about further education. There is decisions about careers, uh, what you're going to do in the future. Sometimes there is beginnings of courtship and Young Christians need to give all these things serious consideration. These days, as you know, in the teenage years, uh, I am also the parent of two teenagers, and I know that there is tremendous pressures from the world outside. So many things pulling, their, uh, pulling them in every direction. And so it is very important that from a young age they are grounded in the Scripture so that like Josiah here, while he was king at a young age, he decided to search after the God of his father. Don't under young people, teenagers, don't under any circumstances neglect your spiritual education. This is very, very important. In Matthew 6, 33, the Bible tells us, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So whatever you want to achieve in your life, you can achieve it. But put God first in your life, and then all those other things will be added unto you. Start storing in your mind from a young age the word of God. Cultivate the practice of prayer. Uh, Learn not to be ashamed of the testimony of our God. 
a lot of young people are ashamed sometimes to say that they are Christians and they go to church. Learn not to be like that. Value the fellowship of God's people. Cultivate your friends from church. And things like this would all help you greatly. When you put God first in your life, trust me, he will honor you. You will be able to achieve what you want to achieve. Then next, I want you to notice that uh, verses 3 to 7 tells us about what happened to Josiah when he was age 20. We saw him when he was uh, 8, he became king. Uh, At age 16, he started uh, searching after the God of David. And then uh, in the 12th year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places, the Bible tells us. Four years have passed. Josiah is just out of his teens. Uh, uh, And here he was beginning to carry out God's will. But wait a moment. There is something odd here. Here he is, Josiah going to do God's will. But the book of the law, the scriptures, haven't yet been discovered. It's only later on in the chapter where they go in and start to clean up the temple. Then they discover the book of the law and the scriptures. So, how is it that he is seeking after God and trying to do God's will and he doesn't know what to do because he has no scriptures in front of him. The book of the law has not yet been discovered. It's rather odd. Six years were to pass before this happy event took place. The scriptures are discovered hidden away in his temple. But yet, here is a young man with no Bible, intent on giving God his rightful place in his life and in his national life. Isn't that something wonderful? No Bible, no scripture. But yet he wants to give God first place in his life. How did this come about? You see, we've got Bibles. We've got lots of Bibles. I don't know about you, but I've got lots of Bibles in my house. And I'm sure that uh, you've got lots of Bibles in your homes as well. You can listen to good Bible teaching. I come here and I hear wonderful messages from the Word of God. You can have fellowship with other Christians and they can help you. But here was Josiah on his own, without the Bible, and yet he launches an irresistible offensive for God. How did this happen? How did this man, without the scriptures, decide to seek after God and to follow God's things in his Life. Not only that, he's a teenager. You know, you know, the odds are all stacked against him. But yet, here he was going after God. You know, sometimes we get disheartened when we look at the world around us and we say, so difficult, hard ground to go and preach the gospel. Have you heard people talk about hard ground? People, you know, you go and tell them they don't want to hear and we give all kinds of Excuses, don't we? But 
Here was Josiah, he doesn't even have the scriptures with him, but yet he wants to go and do God's will. He wants to follow God in his life. Isn't that wonderful? Something for us to uh, think about in our life. And so then at the age of 26, he decides to do the most important project of his life. And that was the repair and restoration of the temple. Uh, and those uh, are, you can see that in verses 8 to 13. And when he went about and ordered the repair and restoration of the temple, while they were repairing the temple, they found the scriptures, the first five books of the Bible that had been written. This was the most important thing that happened in Josiah's life, and it led to huge changes in the nation when this discovery was made. Now, I'm going to ask uh, Dean to read, please, from verse 14 uh, until verse 23, please. Second Chronicles chapter 34, beginning at verse 14. And when they had brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found a book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. And Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah delivered the book to Shaphan. And Shaphan carried the book to the king and brought the king word back again, saying, All that was committed to thy servants, they do it. And they have gathered together the money that was found in the house of the Lord and have delivered it into the hand of the overseers and to the hands of the workmen. Then Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass when the king heard the words of the law that he rent his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah and Achaim the son of Shaphan and Abdon, the son of Micah, and Shaphan the scribe and Aziah, the servant of the kings, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me, and for them that are left in Jerusalem, in Israel and in Judah, concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us, because the fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book. Thank you, Dean. That's, that'll do. <clears throat> now, it's rather interesting that in these few verses that were read, the word found comes uh, very often in several of the verses. So this scriptures, the law, book of the law, was found during the clearing and the restoration of the temple. Now, Jeremiah... He lived during King Josiah's time. Uh, in fact, let's look at uh, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 2. Could we have that slide up, please? And the word of the Lord came in the days, this is true, Jeremiah, in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of Josiah's reign. That's when Jeremiah himself came across the scriptures. You see, if Josiah didn't uh, launch the restoration of the temple and the clearing of the temple, Jeremiah would never have had the scriptures. And then we can also see in Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 16, this is what 
Jeremiah said, Thy words were found. That is, the scriptures, the law was found. And I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Jeremiah then started to study the scriptures because of Josiah. And his heart was full of joy and rejoicing when he saw what was in the book of the law. Now, how did Josiah react when he read the scriptures? Now, you see, before I uh, come to that, it, one other thing that I would like to point out to you is they had found the, the law, which means that all this time they were not following the law. These are God's people. These are his chosen people. But yet, his own chosen people were on a course, a trajectory, without God's word with them. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verses 6 to 9, this is what God said. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So this is what his people are meant to do with his word. But obviously there is no word here, because they only just found it. So God's people were on a course without God. So what did Josiah do? When he found the law, when he found the scriptures, Jeremiah, his heart was full of joy. He rejoiced. He started studying the word. What did Josiah do? The first thing is, you noted from what Dean read to you, that Josiah had the law or the scriptures read to him. Josiah didn't listen or read a commentary or an exposition But he listened to the scriptures themselves. This is my next point to you. Make it a practice to read your Bible more, a lot more than you read any other book about the Bible. Read your Bible more than you read any book about the Bible. Josiah had the book read to him and he listened to what was being read from the law. Then, I want you to notice that next, he took what he read seriously. He rent his clothes, verse 19, uh, that deed read. And when it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the law, he rent his clothes. Some people wake up in the morning and they know like eating their fruit and veg, I need to read my Bible portion for the day. And quickly glaze through the Bible, and then you move on for the day. I've read my quota for the day. But to really, for it to have any effect on us and uh, for our understanding, we have to fully understand what we are reading and we have to let it affect us. We have to let it affect us when we read the Bible. And this man, he let 
it affect him. When he read, he believed it so much that he rent his clothes. Jeremiah, his heart was full of joy when they found the Bible and he read it, that he went on to write. And we can read his writings even today. This king, he loved him to affect him so greatly that he was moved deeply inside him. And then next, he had the scriptures read to him. He took the scriptures seriously. And then thirdly, he inquired further about them. Verse 25, he's 21, he said, Go inquire of the Lord for me, uh, for them that are left in Judah and in Israel concerning the words of the book that is found. The message was clear that there was going to be judgment to come because the people of Judah had not been following God's word. And he wanted everybody to know about it. Now, while it is important to read the scriptures, don't just leave it there. Take action. Let something happen in your life when you have God's word read to you. When you read God's word, let it affect your life. Josiah did that. And so what happened was that when he read, he found out that God was going to bring a great judgment on his people and he wanted all the people to know about it. Verse 24 and 25, please, uh, 2 Chronicles 34, 24 and 25. Thus said the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the curses that are written in the book which they have read before the king of Judah. Verse 25, Because they have forsaken me, they have burned incense unto other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be poured upon this place and shall not be quenched. Wow. God is a holy God. When his people reject him, when they lead lives that are sinful lives, when they are not holy in their lives, God cannot just stand around and watch. He has to do something about it. And the same way when we are also, you know, our our human body is intrinsically sinful. And however good sometimes we want to be, Satan will come and pull us uh, and try to take us on the sinful way. And those of us who know God as our personal Savior and we decide to also indulge in the sinful things, God cannot sit and watch. He will take action to bring us back into his path because he loves us so much. And so his children here, he did not want them to just get away with their sin. So he decides that they must be punished. But what happened to Josiah here was a man from a young age. He was following God. So what happened to him? You can also do the same thing that he did. If you're also following God from a young age or throughout your life and you're following God's will, he will bless you like he did to Josiah. Verses 27 and 28, please. Because thine heart was tender and thou didst humble thyself before God, 
when thou heardest his words against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, and humblest thyself before me, and didst rent thy clothes, and weep before me, I have even heard thee also, said the Lord. Verse 28. Behold, I will gather thee to thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered to thy grave in peace. Neither shall thy eyes see all the evil that I will bring upon this place, and upon the inhabitants of the same. So they brought the king word again. That means... During Josiah's lifetime, no harm will come to the people. With his eyes, he was not going to see any harm. Why? Because he had humbled himself before God. Because he had followed God's word in his life. During his life, he would only see good things. My brother, my sister, this is what I wanted to tell you this morning. If you honor God in your life... If you give him the first place in your life, God will honor you. God will honor you. Regardless of what everybody is doing around you, regardless of the background that you come from, it doesn't matter. You yourself can be a force for God in this world. Because of Josiah, the people didn't suffer in his lifetime. Why? Be like him. Humble yourself. Read the scriptures. Let it affect your life. Whatever the Bible says, do it. He rent his clothes. He followed God's word. He obeyed God. He wanted to serve. Even when there was no scripture available, no Bible available, yet he was seeking after God. If we are also like that, I can guarantee you there will be great blessing in your life. This is the secret to success. You know, no point reading all these books. You go into the bookshop and, you know, uh, how to be successful. Have you seen that section of the bookshop? There's hundreds and thousands of books. I can tell you that there's no need to go through and study all those books. This is the way to success. This is the way to success. Follow the pattern that this man did. That is, humble yourself, read the scriptures, let it affect your life, follow God's word. He will lift you up in your life. He will lift you up. He will bring you all the happiness, the joy that you so deserve. You know, sometimes you have that empty feeling, how can I get this, or how can I do that, or how can I achieve this? This is the way to achieve success in your life. You see... um, Josiah, I'll do one more thing because my time's up. Uh, I'll give you one more point and then we'll close. He was going to be perfectly although He knew that God's wrath is going to be falling on Judah. Josiah knew that this will not take place until after his death. We might therefore have expected him to retreat into the comfort and security of his palace. I'm going to be okay. God is not going to do anything to me. I'm okay. Let me get my easy chair out now and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my life here. But after all, he had humbled himself before God. Hardly his fault if the nation had continued in its evil ways because he'd done the right thing for himself. God had pronounced irreversible judgment on the entire nation and this could not be Uh, averted, 
But he himself, God said, you have done the right thing. You've humbled yourself. So nothing's going to happen to you. You're only going to see good things in your life and you're going to die in peace. But we read no such thing. You see, although judgment had been promised, Josiah did all in his power to turn the people to God. He didn't sit back. He didn't go into retirement. I'm okay. Never mind these people. No. He went out and he decided to change every one of the people and to tell them how they could also be saved from God. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Um, He inquired of the Lord. He walked after the Lord. And then uh, when we go further down the story, we don't have time today. Perhaps I'll continue the next time. But he made others to serve uh, the Lord. There is a man by the name of Ezra. In Ezra chapter 7 and verse 10, we read about this about Ezra. Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel's statutes uh, and judgments. You see, he prepared his heart just like Josiah. He went seeking after God. And then when he found the law of the Lord and he seeked after it, what did he do? Just read it and okay, it's for somebody else. Doesn't apply to me? No. He decided, it says in the middle of the verse, to do it. To do it. Seeking the law of God, having the Bible, is all well and good if you don't do it. If you don't apply it to your life, it's meaningless. If you apply it to your life, there will be great blessing for you. And so, uh, later on we will see that Josiah gathered all the people together uh, and uh, he read all the law to them. I noticed that he didn't read just selected passages. He read the entire thing to them. Now, the book probably described blessings. It described, it pronounced curses. The nation stood condemned all the wrong things that they had done. You could almost probably have heard them shuffling their feet in embarrassment and bowing their heads in shame. Note, on no occasion when you read the Bible, is it comfortable? Because the Bible convicts us. It tells us when we are wrong. But we do it. We humble ourselves. We accept what the word of God tells us. Because it's doing it in our best interests. Then he uh, made a covenant before the Lord for his people. We'll see that later. He removed all the idols. And then he required all the people to serve God. All that were present... He required them to serve God. And then you'll also see later that he was consistent throughout his life. Uh, In verse 33, it tells us this. All his days, they departed not from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. Consistency. That's another thing. Not just doing it for a short time, but consistently following God. While he was around, he was a force for good, and they also all followed God because of him. But sadly, 
at the end of his reign, when he passed away, their convictions also uh, went into a speedy decline after his death. Josiah could not be charged with inconsistency during his reign. And the people followed his examples. Uh, from your life also, can other people get their spiritual bearings? For example, today Jeff was telling us about speaking to his neighbor. Can you be like that also, a force for good, where others will look at your life and also get their spiritual bearings? So these are just a few thoughts uh, from the life of Josiah. I'm sorry my time's up and I couldn't uh, share with you everything that I wanted to share, but perhaps next time I will be able to do so. Let's close in prayer. Our Father, we thank Thee for this opportunity that Thou give, has given for us to look into Thy Scripture. We thank Thee, our Father, these examples are given to us in Scripture so that we may follow, uh, that we may read and study, and that we may apply these to our lives. We thank Thee, our Father, for people like Josiah who didn't have the Scripture, yet wanted to seek after and follow the Creator and the one true God of this universe. And we thank Thee, our Father, that we have the Bible and that we can read and apply these things to our lives. May it convict each and every one of us to hold on to Thy words, to follow Thee more closely as the last days are approaching. So, our Father, part us now with thy blessings. We ask this in the precious and worthy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.